Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Kia ora, good morning and welcome to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. And it is a Thursday, Israel, and uh, it is a big day in your household, isn't it? Um, uh, the wife's birthday. Yeah, she's... Uh... Having a special day today, which is which is cool. We're going to start it off this morning, post the show. Uh, I think uh, my neighbours organised something for us to to get into, and then we're just going to make a nice wee day of it. I was busy yesterday, just getting everything sorted, and went out and organised presents, and uh, so we're going to have a good couple of days with uh, with the wife. She doesn't want to make a big fuss about it, but. Uh, you turn thirty six. Yeah, you gotta you gotta celebrate it. So yes, today's a huge day. It's a big week actually. We had our wedding anniversary the other day. We got engaged yesterday, and well, today's her birthday. So probably the right. And then Christmas is coming up. Hey, can't keep up. Hang on. You said it was mm. wedding anniversary, and then you said you got engaged. Yeah. So when I got engaged nine years ago, it was yeah. the thirteenth. Right. We got married on the 12th. Right. And then it's her birthday on the 14th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like a lot going on in, in, the, in about three days. So yeah, it was all planned. It's all planned. It's all planned, planned from the day. Yep. Yeah, yeah, nice. Oh, yep. I was going to ask you, because uh, when you were saying, oh, you know, big week, I was like, is, is, it, mm. a, is it a special milestone? And I thought, I can't ask that because it's, you know, you're not supposed to say what <laughs> ladies' ages are um, when, when you're talking about it. And then you just roll it out there. Oh, it's okay. She she won't be afraid of that. We're 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 creeping up onto forty, you know. And I hear your forties are a magical years. So look, I'm I'm a couple of years away. I'm thirty six next June. So creeping up. Forties um, the new twenty one. They reckon. Yeah, well, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, they reckon forties is. You know, your life's a little bit more stable. Your kids are a little bit older, so a little bit easier. You're at, you get your life back a little bit, and you can start enjoying yourselves. Whereas, twenties or, or thirties, you're in the trenches, aren't you, with young kids, just trying to keep on top of the bills and life. So, forties creeping up. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, mate, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's in the it's in Am the. Am I looking forward to it? What do you reckon, Rick? Oh, you, yeah, you've been there. I've been there, mate. It's, I was going to say it's when in the I say been mirror. there, you, you pass there. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm looking at <laughs> the rearview mirror, going, I remember that. I remember that. Uh, <laughs> Am no. I right? Was yeah. it fun? No, it was good, mate. It was good. Good. It was yeah, yeah. We had a great, had a great time. Had a great old time mm. uh, in my forties. So there you go. But uh, now I'm having a great old time in my fifties. So it just, ah. it just it just rolls on, dagger. Just rolls on, mate. It's a, it's too. Do good. you 
when you get into your fifties, um, I look at Daisy's mum and dad. We yeah. spoke to them yesterday, and they were snoring on the couch at seven o'clock. Is that is that you just get a little bit more tired, and, and you know, is that is that how it comes? You you you're a residuous uh, napper through throughout the day. No, I don't. No. I, don't I don't nap generally. Um, mm. But then, okay. I, I see. Like I, I probably I hit the sack probably about nine nine thirty mainly because of this job. Because mm. I'm naturally a night owl. I'm not, like if I was just doing normal nine to fiver, yeah, I'd be hit the sack about midnight. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so yeah, just. A- oh, so was I. Don't worry. Don't get me wrong. I was at least yeah eleven o'clock when I was playing rugby. <laughs> no kids. <laughs> We'd have a day off on Tuesday, Wednesday. And Daisy and myself would probably get up at eleven thirty on the day off, go for lunch, go home, relax. You know, training weeks you get up an hour before you're gonna get into training. Oh, life was easy, but now I'm oh. up at like four thirty, bed at eight thirty nine. So those, so those, <laughs> those calls we make now, where you're like. So it's a guys in your old situation going, hey, mate, do you want to get up and talk to us at five past seven? And they're like, no chance. You, you can relate. <laughs> yeah. So I can relate to why we struggle to get a lot of players up early because I was that guy. That, that's why I can understand their mentality because when I had an opportunity to go talk to the media, I'm like, hell no. No chance. I'm not getting up at that time. Tell them, nah. <laughs> I'd find any excuse. So... I'm on the other side now, and yeah. I'm trying to, and I'm really frustrated, and I'm understanding, and now it all makes sense because karma, karma, karma comes back to bite you in well, the backside. It's, it's been it's been pretty good because uh, you've managed to uh, pull a couple out of the hat today, mate. A couple of guests, couple yeah. of big guests. Yeah, uh, got a chat to Liam Messam. Um, just Liam Messam's taken on a, a new role with the Chiefs uh, alongside John O'Gibbs uh, with Clayton McMillan. They've got Marty Burke, so they've. They're really added to their coaching ranks and, and their stock. So Liam Messon, the most capped chief ever, and just got some uh, mana about him back in in that area. So we're going to really have a good catch-up with him, see what this role entails. You know, as this also always been on the cards, and basically chat about his future in, in boxing. He's undefeated. Mm. He looks pretty good. He's fought some pretty competitive boxers. Um, you know, what's the next step for, for Liam Messon? Going forward, so we'll have a chat to Liam. We're going to also talk to Billy Steadman, who's playing today and chasing the Fox. We spoke to Foxy yesterday. If you missed that, make sure you head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on the podcast and have a listen there. He was great chat, actually. He talked about his career to date, you know, playing in America, the difference from playing in Europe into America, and also talked about the format, which is uh, taking place today up in Auckland, chasing the Fox. Billy Steadman, surfer, plays off for of 18. He's obviously looking to to head to the Olympics. I think they're um, competing in Chopu. Well, there's plenty going on over there. A lot of politics happening in Chopu at the moment. We won't. We'll try not to touch on that. But uh, we'll have a chat to him about his future. So a big show. We also got Paul Eiffel coming on to talk some football, Rick Dahl. Yeah, Paul. He's just been named uh, Wellington Olympics new boss. They are the current national mm. champions, and so it'd be good to get his take on. Auckland City played at the uh, Club World Cup yesterday. They got well beaten in the end, 3 uh, 0, mm. by a team loaded with, with guys like N'Golo Kante and Karim Benzema and Fabinho and all that lot. Uh, so, you know, he, that's a challenge that he might have to be in charge of this time next year. So, we'll talk to him about that. We'll also uh, get his take on where New Zealand football is at at the moment and talk some Champions League because he's a big Newcastle fan. And Newcastle have got a must-win game today against AC Milan if they want to progress to the last 16 of the Champions League.
So yeah, lots to Beautiful. talk about with Paul Eiffel. You know, you know, he once played in an FA Cup final. Do you know that? Yeah. Oh no, I didn't actually. Sorry. No. Two thousand and four FA Cup final against Manchester United. Wow. Yeah, when he was playing Don't at Millwall. Get started on them. Yeah. Well, that, that was when they were good. That's when they were good, mate. <laughs> uh, tell you what, I, I, had, um, I had a look at yesterday. Yeah. I, was, I was talking to. Um, uh, Richard Beck, uh, who is the uh, media manager for the Warriors yesterday, he's a big Manchester United fan. So I was like, did you mm. watch the game this morning? And he said, no, I missed it. I was like, oh, you didn't miss much, mate. Uh, but uh, we were t- t- 10 players missing. Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford, Anthony Martial, Victor Lindelof, Christian Eriksen, Casemiro, Mason Mount, Lissandro Martinez, Aman Diallo and Tyrell Malasia, all missing, injured, all suspended. And then... Harry Maguire went off injured the first half yesterday. Luke Shaw went mm. off with an injury at half time. There's as many as 13 missing for this weekend against Liverpool. So when you put it in perspective, they are quite competitive considering going down 1-0 at home against Bayern. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah? I mean, neither side So you're, you're happy because I was reading, and I was like, oh, they're getting booed off the park, Bayern Munich... Uh, you know, fans are, are giving it to the players. There's, there was plenty. I don't watch the match, but obviously saw the result. And, yeah, I got a sense that everyone's fed up. Well, there was, wasn't a lot created. But to be fair, mm. Bayern didn't create a lot either. So it was a bit of a stalemate okay. of a match. But United had to win it to have any chance. And they, uh, you know, they really never got close to, to scoring. So it was a bit of a stalemate on that front. But, yeah, to be fair, with the amount of players out, uh, I thought, a 1-0 loss. I mean, you don't want to lose any game, but I was like, it was still nil all with about 20 minutes to go, and I was like, I'm surprised we're still in this, to be honest. Um, mm. But there you go. That's uh, that's another story. We'll talk to Paul Eiffel about that. I'm sure he has got a take on that as well. Let's get into our uh, triple threat. As We've got a, a few computer problems at the moment, so we don't have the sound effects, but we do have uh, the information to talk about. Uh, here is uh, the three big questions for today. One, I've got to ask you about this. Ever seen opposition fans back a player from the other team? Because Nikola Jokic yesterday was ejected uh, from the game in in the NBA at the end of the second quarter against the Bulls in Chicago. And the Chicago fans booed the officials for ejecting him, even though he played for the Mm. other team. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've never seen that, no. I've never seen... uh, Look, fans want the best players to be... Be on the part. That's an entertainment game, and they pay tickets to go see. It. I remember uh, a video of a player, a young kid who had just paid tickets to travel to Miami to go watch Jimmy Butler play, and he'd travel a long distance, gets there, and Jimmy Butler was rested that game, and <laughs> this kid was in tears. Jimmy Butler comes out and and gives him a singlet and signs it, takes photos with him. A wonderful touch, but. No, I've never seen that, and I don't understand. Uh, was it a fair uh, ejection, uh, or was it quite controversial? Well, it was a bit controversial. Jokic, like he he basically swore at an official, you know, mm. for for a non call basically, and he said yep. afterwards that he was sorry for having said. It. He said I did it, but he said that sometimes I can say that and nothing happens. So it's inconsistencies. Like basically, he said, "I crossed the line," uh, and he said, "But sometimes it's not even a technical. I've crossed the line. I understand that, but sometimes that word doesn't cross the line. It is what it is. I don't understand it." Because of the current situation with athletes and and referees, mm. 
Are the NBA paving the way or, or, or showing the way that potentially sport could go to in terms of talking and answering back to referees? I know there's been a lot of ejections in regards to referees, a little bit of chat coming mm. from players, and as soon as they hear something, they just turn and do the old, you're gone, you're gone. get out of here, See you later. and they're making a stance. And I know there's a bit of an uproar about this because, wow, they're losing the best players for minor indiscretions, really. You get away with that at home from your kids answering back to you, you know. You you get a little bit angry, but you ain't going to send them to the room. Is this a bit too far, or is this the way of sport right now? What do you feel, Ricardo? Because they're probably paving the way for, for officials' treatment out on the park. Yeah, it's, a hot, it's a hot topic at the moment. It is a hot topic at the moment. You're right. I mean, I, I do wonder how aware the NBA are of what's going on in Turkish football or in the rugby world. Mm. Um, but yeah. I, I think there is a certain amount of that. You've got to protect the integrity and protect the protect the uh, the officials, and they've always been big on that, the NBA. So, mm. uh, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like you need to send your kids to their room more often. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just on that, like, I, I've been... Guilty of it, answering back to a ref, giving him a bit of tongue-in-cheek. What would you feel at home? I know rugby and, and sending off and losing players for 20 minutes is is horrible at the moment. We want the best players on the park. But referee safety, referee's treatment, respecting our refs is probably a hot topic at the moment. If you give them more power to flick a player off for a bit of back chat or a bit of this or a bit of that, would that set an example? Well, I think they Would get, that stop wasting time and, and so on? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think they, they maybe need to bring that uh, the, the tolerance level down just to make a point, you know. They're talking yeah. about having a, uh, a, a sin bin in football. Looks like they're going to trial it in, I don't know what mm. league, but they're going to trial it in a league that's competitive or a competition that's competitive uh, So uh, and then and see how it goes. But, yeah, sin bin, 10-minute sin bin for abusing officials. We'll see how that goes and see if that works and whether mm. other sports will pick it up. Beautiful. All right, here is uh, number two for you, Izzy. Uh, Usman Kawaja won't be allowed to play in the first test against Pakistan if he wears shoes with messages of support for Palestine on them, uh, which got me thinking about where's the line, because the more I read into this, I was like, I don't understand. Uh, it's it's not like they are particularly, well, it's not like they're not anti-Israel. They don't even mention Palestine. Mm. Um, it says on his shoes, uh, all lives matter on one shoe, and the other one is freedom is a human right. Oh, look, I, I think everyone has a voice and, and I've got no qualms or no worries about someone representing their beliefs. Um, if that's the way they want to go about it, so be it. Like, yeah, he's not being really directive against the war and, and, and Israel to an extent, but he's shown, he's saying what a lot of people are saying, really. It is horrible what's happening over, over there. I, I, like some of the images come out. I don't want to get into it, but, mate, it's, it's so concerning and for him to wear his heart in his sleeve and represent what he believes in i got no qualms about it go do it yeah. you're on the biggest stage you are a, a role model you're in you've got your own brand like no one owns Usman Kawaja yes he plays for Australian cricket cricket but he is Usman Kawaja he is himself and he owns his brand his, his image so if, if that's the case go do it 
Yeah. So I've got no qualms about He's it. been told the, it's against ICC regulations, so Cricket Australia have asked him not to do it. He's agreed, but he's going to fight It's just politics, it. you know, and yeah. in sport, people people have control. You know, it's like the current case with, with rugby in New Zealand. When you're in the All Blacks, you have to wear a certain brand of, of footwear. You have to drive a certain car. We've seen Artie Savia. Well, flip the script on that. So the reality is no one owns you. 100%. Yes, they pay your wages and, and you have a contract with them, but you are your own person and I feel like you should be able to share your own concerns. Yeah, because I think and, back and to, you know, Josh Cronfeld playing the French mm. and having the no nukes thing on his headgear. Remember that? Mm. Um, yeah. You know, and I I know that was, you know, a few years ago now, but it, it feels like that, that is a personal statement. And, and I mean, that was probably more political than what Usman Khawaja's doing. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, look, it's... It's sad, but, mate, be yourself. That's what you believe in. Represent it. Represent it. All right, mate. And then number three on our big uh, question for the day, and this is probably the biggest one of them all, the New Zealand Rugby Awards are on tonight. Mm. Mm. They have a Team of the Year award. Should the All Blacks win Team of the Year at the New Zealand Rugby Awards? Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, from where they... Were and where they got to, you have to be really proud of that. That comes so close to probably, arguably, the the greatest World Cup win to ever because no one predicted it. And they come close from one point, but they they never won it, and they'll be absolutely gutted from that. So for me, they'll get a, a pat on the back. But I, I, if I'm going to pick a team of the year, I'll probably go the Taranaki Bulls. If I'm going to pick a New Zealand team of the year, uh, Taranaki Bulls a couple of years ago were last in the competition. Um, Neil Barnes picks from within the region, unearths a lot of talent from the area, hardly ever goes out and, and um, recruits from outside the region, grows from within, and to be able to get the result over my beloved Hawks Bay, I think... I'd give it to the Bulls. Or you could potentially make a case for the Northland Cody, you know, the Northland yeah. women's team that were terrible a couple of years ago and they've now been promoted to the top league and they're going to play against the top teams in the, in the Farah Palmer Cup. So there's a couple of cases there that where you can pick in New Zealand. If the All Blacks had got the job done, dead set, but they, they just fell short. So Look, I might be proven wrong later on tonight. When is it tonight? Yeah, it's tonight. It's tonight. I can tell you who they're up against, the team of the year. Whereas like I'm just scrolling through to find the team of the year. Where are we? Uh said all teams in black eligible. So it's only it's only New Zealand teams, isn't it? Uh oh yeah, the New Zealand team of the year. So the all blacks, all teams in black eligible. Yeah, you're right. So I was because I was mm. thinking they'd be up against the Crusaders and South Canterbury and Taranaki and things like that. Yeah, so the Adidash National Men's Team of the Year, Crusaders, Bulls, South Canterbury, I'd go the Bulls. The Adidash National Women's Team of the Year, you got the Storm, Cody, Matatu, I'd go the Cody, and then well, the Adidas New Zealand Team of the Year, you'd have to say the Blackfern Sevens would be close. Yeah. Um, winning that competition. They won the, the Series World Series last year, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yep. So I'd probably say the Blackfern Sevens will win 